0: If you're new to scanning or a seasoned scanner radio user, welcome to the next video in the series that will get you started in the scanner radio hobby. We call it Scanner Radio University. My name is Philip Denberger, and I have been in the scanner radio hobby for over four decades. And I am going to take part of my knowledge and transfer that over to you in this series that we call Scanner Radio University, which is meant to get you started with the scanner radio hobby no matter where you are, beginning here or you're moving on over to over here. Today we're talking about the OG when it comes to scanning, conventional scanning. What is conventional scanning and everything to know in order to get this part of the hobby squared away. Now, dictionary.com basically defines scanning with all of these different little definitions here. The one I like the best, though, is ordinary rather than different or original. That's why we said this is the OG of scanning. Now, thesaurus.com breaks this down into something that we can really relate to. Their page says conventional is an adjective as in common or normal. And its strongest matches is regular, ordinary, traditional. Typical, that's right. Traditional scanning. That is what we are talking about right now. Scanning the way it was meant to be. No, really. This is just really the easiest form of scanning that is out there. In other words, this means not trunked, having to deal with talk groups, P25 trunk systems, EDAX, Motorola Type 2, LTR, DMR, you name it. We're keeping it very, very simple today. Mostly analog but definitely conventional. And what types of communications are there when it comes to conventional scanning? Now, simply stated with conventional frequencies, again, staying off of the digital side of the house, when we are listening to somebody transmitting on a conventional frequency in analog, they basically own that frequency, right? They are claiming rights to it by keying up their microphone. For that frequency, over whatever geographical area that their transmitter is capable of transmitting, and our receiver is capable of hearing them transmit. So again, when it comes to the scanner radio hobby, as long as we are able to hear them on a single frequency, this is what we are talking about. Conventional scanning is the easiest type of scanning to program in, especially when it comes to analog every single scanner radio that is sold today or has ever been sold on the market is capable of conventional scanning. And since it's the most basic form of receiving signals, it doesn't matter what style scanner you have. This could be a crystal-based scanner. It could be programmed with switches. It could use punch paper. It could use a keyboard or a computer to program it up. All of these scanners from very bottom to very advanced are capable of receiving conventional frequencies. And just as a side note, we are not going to dive into or get too deep into the weeds here when it comes to the different kinds of transmission types. We're staying away from digital. We're staying away from AM, FM, narrow FM, right? We're talking strictly the the mode, the, the way that the transmission is happening. And there are several different kinds of transmissions that we are gonna be talking about today. With the simplest and easiest one to explain, simplex. What is simplex communications? This is basically the original type of communication. This is where it all started from. This is point to point. I talk, you listen. You talk, I listen. Hey, and where we are now, unfortunately, you have to listen to me. But this is the way things are in our scanner radios. And one of the earliest forms of simplex communication was about way back in the 1890s when Marconi first started using his uh, telegraph key to transmit wirelessly to somebody else. And in 1897, he transmitted, are you ready across the Bristol Channel? And yeah, we're ready, so let's go. So simplex is transmitting and receiving on the same frequency. There's nothing else involved here. Again, like I said, I talk, you hear me. You talk, I hear you. As long as we are close enough to be received by each other. Who uses Simplex? What is it used for? I'm glad you asked. It's typically used in aviation because it's really hard to have any other form of, like, say, repeater involved. And we'll talk about repeaters in a little bit here when it comes to airplanes and airports, right? This is a direct line of communication between the ground station and an airplane a tower, and the airplane, or even airplane to airplane, right? It could be during an air show. It could be during when a couple of uh, pilots are out flying on a Sunday morning. It could be news agencies who are sharing information or are steering clear of other pilots. And again, it could help dictate who has the right of way, what elevation you're supposed to be at. Basically, when it comes to aviation, simplex is how you communicate. Again, again, this this line of sight. This is direct point to point. And this is one of the things that we have to remember here. When we're listening to Simplex, we may only be able to hear one side of the conversation because we are too far away to hear the other party, or they're not transmitting enough power, or they're too low to the ground, or our antenna's not good enough. It's, there's a whole other can of worms that we are going to get into in just a little bit. Underground communications are another big place where you are going to find Simplex communications. Again, you're talking about firefighters saving lives, right, in burning buildings. They want to be able to communicate with themselves without relying on something else, something third-party, something external that could break down, become overloaded, right? Point to point, they want to talk to the guys across the room, outside the walls that they're in, et cetera, et cetera. That's where simplex communications comes into play. Even tactical stuff, mutual aid, right? Everybody's got to get in. There's, there's something going on, and they need real-time Communication on the scene, not going out too much further from there, that is where simplex communication comes into play. Also think about maybe even events, security, um, shopping malls, uh, you know, again, brick and mortar stores, drive throughs at your local burger place or chicken place or wherever else that you drive through, right? A lot of times, these also use little two-way radios that you can find all over the place. Just look around when you go shopping and see if there's a two-way radio on a belt. A lot of times, those are also being used via Simplex. And again, amateur radio operators love Simplex communications too. And again, it's a whole aspect of that hobby is how far can you transmit on a certain frequency point-to-point. And even if you go down low enough in the HF band, you can talk all over the world on Simplex. So don't sell it short. It is definitely a a great form of communication. However, the majority of simplex is point to point, short range. And again, we have to remember this. If we are programming our radios up and it's a simplex frequency, and again, we're going to show you how to figure all that out later on in a video in this series, you may not hear what you expect to hear unless you are really within an eyeball reach of what it is you're trying to listen to. So remember, keep that in the back of your mind. What if We need more real-time communication here. I need to be speaking when you're speaking, right? This is where duplex comes into play. Think about your telephone, right? I can talk and listen at the same time, and the other person can interrupt me at any moment in time when I become too long-winded. That is duplex. I can hear, you can hear, you can hear, I can hear. What typically happens is it's a, already a prearranged pair of frequencies I'm gonna key up here and you're gonna listen here, and you're gonna key up here and I'm gonna listen here. When it comes to scanning, we need to remember we need to listen to both sides of the communication. We need to hear both parties involved. We need to have both frequencies loaded into our radios. So what are some reasons why we have duplex communications? This is a great opportunity to communicate with somebody via radio in real time when seconds matter. Think about when you're moving a huge vessel into port, you want to be able to talk to somebody and have them talk back to you and coordinate a maneuver, right? But also, my state police uses duplex, believe it or not. Yeah, New York State police will transmit on one frequency and then receive the cars back on a secondary frequency. And it's not as odd as I used to think it was. California State Police use the exact same thing. Whereas New York State uses VHF primarily. California uses low band. But again, things are transitioning off a of low band. So by the time you watch this video, both systems could be gone. We just never know. So again, we've talked already really quickly about two forms of communication. Simplex, direct, direct, right? I key up, you listen, you transmit, I listen. Again, from the scanner radio world, That basically means that we need to be in close range of both people talking so that we can hear both sides of the conversation. Duplex basically means that we've now two radio paths or two frequencies that we're using to communicate, or I should say, we are listening to two people who are using uh, two frequencies to communicate and we need to listen to both sides of them. Now, there is a better way of communicating that can give you greater distances off of those same frequencies, and that is when we bring a repeater into play. Let's talk about why we use this. I'd like to take a quick break here to thank my Patreon supporters. Our Patreon supporters is what makes these videos possible. By becoming a Patreon supporter, you can get different benefits based on your support tier, such as getting these videos and these podcast episodes released early. Again, if you want to help support us, go to scannerschool.com Patreon. Do you feel lost when it comes to the scanner hobby? Are you looking for someone to answer your questions? Do you have a new radio and you need help understanding how it works? Or are you working on a big project and need somebody to bounce ideas off of? Do you need a little bit more personal assistance than what you can get from an online community? And are you looking for somebody to dedicate their attention and their time to helping you out when it comes to getting you unstuck? with whatever it is that you are struggling with when it comes to the scanner radio hobby, I'm here to do just that. See, you can book me for a session right now where I'll sit on Zoom and do a video or a screen share with you, just as if I am sitting across the table and helping you out. You can book your tutoring session right now by going to scannerschool.com tutoring. I can't wait to help you out. When we're mobile, we have an antenna on our car. When we're walking around, we have an antenna on our belt on top of the radio or in our face if we're holding the radio in front of us. When it comes to scanning, again, that's where our antennas are when we're receiving, when we're listening. Same holds true to the people we are trying to listen to. They're transmitting using antennas in those placements. Maybe if they're lucky, they're on top of a tower. But again, if you have to talk car to car or coordinate, It's not gonna go well if we are strictly on a simplex or a duplex system. So let's break this down and explain again why we use a repeater here before we actually break down to how a repeater works. Say, you've got this guy here, and then you've got this guy here, and they're both talking to each other because they're in range, right? But they start driving away. And what happens when you start driving away? The signal seems to disappear because the footprint of that signal has now stopped overlapping so to speak this is what happens when you have simplex when you have a repeater in play a repeater would be located high up it would be on a tower on a rooftop on a big building it would be on a mountaintop or a tower on a mountaintop and what happens is if you have somebody here and somebody here and and they can no longer hear each other the guy all the way up here, the tower all the way up here, can still hear both of them. Well, that's great. We don't have an antenna that high. These guys don't have an antenna that high, so how are they gonna hear each other? What ends up happening is a repeater repeats what it hears. So the field units, the guys, these little guys here, you know, index finger, where are you kind of deal, they transmit to the input of the repeater The repeater rebroadcasts out with higher power, with better antennas, from a higher location, which means it can transmit further the activity that it hears. So now you can be on your mobile radio or your hip radio, right? Your portable radio and transmit and talk to other units in the field. When it comes to us as a scanner radio user, what does that mean? That means now we can hear all these units. We can listen to all these people out in the field just as if we were sitting at that repeater site because whatever the repeater hears, it rebroadcasts out. And as long as we can hear that repeater, that means that we can hear what the repeater hears. Where are repeaters typically used? It's easier to say where repeaters aren't typically used because repeaters are pretty much used everywhere else, right? So a police or a fire dispatch uses repeaters. Emergency communications, businesses, amateur radio, and GMRS all use repeaters, and the list goes on and on and on and on. So if there's a user that has to carry a big area and they have a lot of smaller units running around town, basically, and they all need to communicate, yes, that is when you'll find repeaters in use. So what's the most efficient way to program in simplex, duplex, and repeated frequencies into our scanners? It depends on your radio. For simplex, what we typically have to remember is that a carrier, a frequency is only in use when a unit or a radio is transmitting, right? Once that radio stops transmitting, the frequency has gone silent. It has gone dead. There's no more activity. We need to remember that when we program frequencies into our scanner because what happens is if we just say, Hey, scan these frequencies, they're all simplex. We don't put any other flags into our scanner. As soon as that transmission drops, the scanner is going to go right back into scan mode unless we're holding on that frequency. How do we stop that? We add a delay time into that frequency when we program it in. And again, just about every scanner radio in the market allows you either globally or specifically per frequency or even in a interference list or scan list to add a delay time to the frequencies in there. And more advanced radios allow you to specify how long that delay time is going to be. But this doesn't work when it comes to duplex because we want to be able to hear both sides of the conversation. And if we're sitting here, we're going to miss the next transmission that's happening over here. So what I typically do in a situation like this is I do not put a delay time on these frequencies. So what I do is on a scanner radio that allows you to put a hold time on a bank or a favorites list is I'll put the whole time in there and that basically means that the scanner is going to sit here and loop on these frequencies whatever the length of whole time is before resuming scanning onto other frequencies. So this allows us to sit there and recycle the duplex channels and wait for that conversation to happen. But what happens if you don't have a scanner that has a whole time and again. I've got plenty of those radios as well. What do I do? Well, I simply take a bank. I put all the duplex frequencies in that I need, and I repeat them over and over and over and over again. So for New York State Police, yeah, I have a bank of 100 frequencies that just repeats the same frequencies over and over again with the hope that if I have a duplex frequency, maybe I'll hear it far early enough in the memory list so that when that frequency becomes used again, I can catch it later on down the scan list. Does it work as well as a whole time? No but it's still a way of catching these duplex channels. And of course, you could always just scan these all by themselves in their own little radio and you know, problem solve that way as well. For repeaters, we have to think about things a little bit differently. Some repeaters have a squelch tail. What that basically means is the repeater stays keyed up after the person talking stops transmitting. Sometimes repeaters stop transmitting right away. Why is this? This all depends on how the repeater was set up by the radio administrators, the the, the system admins, the radio techs, the guys who are configuring things on the far end, right? So we can't control this. We just have to adapt to it. So if you are listening to something and we know that there's a two-second squelch tail on the repeater, then maybe we don't add a delay on that frequency because now all of a sudden our two-second delay becomes a four-second delay. I mean, we do or if we have a frequency that acts more as a simplex channel because there's no squelch tail on the repeater, yeah, we're gonna to wanna to add a delay time on there. The key to monitoring a repeater with our scanners is to remember to listen to the repeater's transmit frequency. That's what we wanna to listen to, the repeater's output or the repeater's transmit frequency. Typically, you will find that in Radio Reference's database, all by itself in its own column, and that's the typical format of those tables. And again, we're gonna talk about how to look at the radio reference database in an upcoming video in this playlist. And again, make sure you hit subscribe so that you know when more Scanner Radio University videos are posted. But for right now, you are now an expert on conventional scanning. Congratulations, you have now moved on. Go ahead, go get yourself a Scanned herd shirt if you want. Links are down below in the description. You should now understand Simplex duplex, and repeaters in conventional mode on a a very generic scale here. Enough to get you started with the basics of scanner radio. Now, if you need more help with the hobby, where can you find it? Well, obviously, you're going to want to subscribe to this YouTube channel and also our podcast. So if you can't watch this on YouTube, you can listen to this on your favorite podcast player. So take us out on a jog or just watch us on TV, on YouTube. You can also join our growing Scan Nerd's community over on Facebook and also on Discord, where there are plenty of people who are looking forward to helping you right now. Again, links are down below in the description. And finally, I'm here. We have all these videos that we're posting online, but if you need more than that, if you need me to help you, I'm available for tutoring. There's a link down below in this video, where you can book me for a one-on-one tutoring session where we can sit across the screen just like this and you can ask me any question about scanning or help with your programming or finding the right radio for you or just something need a little bit more clarification on that's where our tutoring comes into play now again remember we have videos in our playlist to help you navigate through your journey to becoming an expert or graduating from Scanner Radio University. So make sure, again, you check out those videos off to the side here and make sure you subscribe to this channel so you don't miss the next Scanner Radio video here on Scanner School. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to take a minute here to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alvin Zaz, Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Bob Rops, Bob Middleton, Brandon Simmons, Brian Arsenal. Ryan King, Chris Paris, Classic Hank, Craig Harper, Dan, Danielle Caviola, Dave Pascoe, David, David C., David Kudneski, David Robertson, David Watts, Danny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Ed, K2, EPM, Greg Johnson, I Hate Junkmail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, James Felling, Jay Reed, Jeff, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff Waldrop, Jenny Taylor, Jim B., Jim Hunter, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Derby, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, KC5, DJT, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer. Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Luke Hartnett, Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Matt, u 8 h Michael Kroger, Michael Meadows, Michael Thomas, Mike Lopez, KN6, FXR, Mike Pilts, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Bowling, Paul Thiel, Randy Young, Raymond Hill, Rich Palmieri, Ronnie Bach, Scott Lefgren, Stephen Falcon, Thomas Giampino, Todd Glendie, B-A-7-Z-Z-T, and William Arcand, B-1-W-R-A. Find out more about Patreon and our support tiers by visiting scannerschool.com slash Patreon. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week, 73.